before you before you tell it before you say this. Oh shoot! Did this happen on the way to the forum? Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome to the official Dunstan checks in <laughs> podcast. <laughs> As always, I am Lord Andrew, and I'm Diet Coke. And this is the, as I said, official podcast breaking down. Dunstan checks in the 1996 ape film as it is referred to by scholars, minute by minute, and pairing each of those minutes with another feature film. Produced Uh, by Universal Pictures. (laughs) Yes. Um, And this is uh, the episode where we're going to break down minute 78, Mm -hmm. and I've chosen to pair that minute with the feature film Hook. Now, before we even get into this minute, Andrew... Mm-hmm. Can I just say, I think, I think Hook may be the most well paired with a minute movie that's ever been picked on this podcast. I'm 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 very sorry to report that you turned into a robot while you were saying that, and Great. I did not catch what you were saying. I thought I could do it, and I wanted. I just was going to let you do it. And hopefully it would come through and I'd figure it out, but I could not. Well, my end is recorded, so the listener heard me. And I'm still in the red, so I have to imagine I'm still a robot. I forgot to inform you, you still sound like a robot. The internet has decided to uh, work against us as soon as we get started on the episode here. And uh, okay, I, oop, I think oop, I think oh, I'm I not think a robot anymore. Now. Yeah, I think you're better now. There you okay, go. You that's great. Non-robot news. pills. <laughs> yeah, I took my human pills. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about? Oh, I was saying that Hook was a very well-chosen movie, is what I said. Oh, the thank you. I was okay. So I literally, you said whatever you said that, and I heard it in robot speak, mm-hmm. and I I went either she said that it was a great pairing or it was a terrible pairing and I, could not, <laughs> I could not figure out which of the two so i just had to i had to I had to break uh the fourth wall and yeah. admit that we are recording this over the internet which is at times spotty yeah we i know like a the big hook of this show is that we're like flying in the face of covid safety precautions like the reason why people listen to this show is because they see us as champions of the cause of not wearing the mask and spreading a deadly disease, but mm-hmm. actually we're not shitheads. Yeah, we're we are good people who <laughs> wear masks when we go outside and uh, don't don't socialize uh, and have house parties. Yeah, um, or go to beaches, or <laughs> in, or invite your daughter to a big family gathering and then get mad at her when she says she can't go. Yeah. it's uh it's a rough time for all yeah anyway do you want to talk about the minute yeah so minute 78 starts with um this is a large minute that's what i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh the camera zooms up and in on dunstan Mm -hmm. who's hanging uh onto the top of the chandelier yeah then we then we have a a shot downwards again of mrs dubrow do 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 dubrow and she's in front of the cake. She was trying to t- uh, have a tussle with Kyle. Mm-hmm. She was um, trying to have a tussle. Yes. 
Yeah, she, it sucks a when chair you try to involved. have a tussle, but you, you fail. Well, a you chair fail got to involved. achieve a state of tussle. I'm telling you, if you review the footage, a chair got involved, but I don't see why that would interrupt the tussle. I don't know what interrupted the tussle. To be <laughs> quite honest, that's fair. Because um, it seems like she gets distracted just by seeing Dunstan. Mm-hmm. And that allows Kyle to back up. And then she stands on the chair that she, that Kyle was using to block her. She as, gets fully up on it. As if she can reach Dunstan. But of course she cannot. She's still like I, 10 feet away. I don't know if she's trying to reach Dunstan. What do you think she's trying to do then? I... Look... <laughs> this, this is it, none of these decisions that these characters are making right now make any sense. She is just kind of she's in just like a blind fury, I would say, of uh, Mrs. Yeah. Dubrow to do to Dubrow. So perhaps Dunstan. she is not thinking rationally. Dunstan from the top rope, as they yep. as they might say <laughs> in the WWE. I I thought maybe he looked a he seemed kind of Batman esque or like any superhero at the top of a building. Hey, to me, wrestlers are superheroes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he goes flying uh, and then uh, lands on Mrs. Dubrow, which knocks her Dude, and Dubrow. him into the cake. The yeah. giant cake. Yeah, and huge, as to, to again use wrestling terms, huge pop here. Everybody loves this when Mrs. <laughs> Dubrow goes into the cake. Honestly, yeah. The, Mr. Dubrow, <laughs> he's Mr. Dubrow's laughing. laughing. He loves it. Mr. Grant gives a knowing smile. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, there's a couple of things going on in this moment that i also don't want to miss okay i believe okay so obviously uh i think they had to use uh, maybe multiple cakes mm-hmm. i believe uh the cake is swapped and it's more pink after they fall into it i agree with that i'll second that um also the music oh, oh that it's is 100 percent more pink oh it's so much more pink yeah um and that doesn't even i don't even want to get into how it doesn't match the pink later but <laughs> we'll just leave it at that um, then the music that's playing while Dunstan lands Dubrow into the cake, and then we see the happy reactions. It's weirdly, it's triumphant, but it almost it sounds like marriage bells. <laughs> Mrs. Dubrow Which getting is... married to that cake. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of marriage, a lot of weddings have cake at them, a big cake. That is a very uh, weird choice, though. You're right. Yeah, and then, I mean, obvi- the other weird connection is the first person that we see is Mr. Dubrow, her husband, and he's having a good time at her expense, he's clearly. He's loving it. Yeah. So it's it, there's like a, it, between the imagery and then the, the sound, it's it seems like it's trying to connote a marriage or a wedding, and I don't understand it. What celebrities were seen connoting in the uh, <laughs> driveway? I couldn't think of a, a, a noun, a place. <laughs> that just reminded me of a, a mutual friend of our story. Do you remember this? Do you know what story I'm about to tell? <laughs> no. In the, um, this was at the, the, the hallowed event, San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. Uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours uh, had told at least me this story, um, that he was coming out of um, a hotel and in the driveway, because it's a hotel driveway, this is what made me remember this. Yeah. Um, Airport bathroom. It was the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of, there was like a parking structure. So it was kind of like a kind of, there were walls and stuff. Yeah. Um, there, 
was Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> what? Peeing on the wall okay. of the parking garage. No, I know this story. Is it not Kiefer Sutherland? It's not Kiefer Sutherland. Who the hell was it? Tom Jane. Oh my god, that's you're correct. I'm so sorry, because I'm confusing it with the other story that this mutual friend has told us about <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland giving him a big hug. Yes, that is also a story. No, yeah. but it was Tom Jane peeing on the wall of the Hyatt um, with like a hundred people around watching. Uh, and apparently he was smoking a cigar at the same time. I didn't know the cigar part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, so then Dunstan, uh, removes himself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have a little cake on him, yeah. but he kind of, mostly he on his fanny pack. Yeah. His shorts uh, as well. Kind of on his shoulder. Yes. And, uh, so he removes himself. He gets into kind of a, a position for maximum, um, uh, efficiency, I guess, and and gives a real big <laughs> affirmative maximum efficiency position. Well, he he, it's like he wants Mrs. Dubrow to see what he's about to do because yeah. he goes he goes he backs up he frames himself, then he gives like an affirmative arm. Yeah, you're you're right. You're not wrong. It's just very yeah. funny to say it like that. <laughs> and um, I I dare say maybe she doesn't even catch that, but he 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 has a good time. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we see that she's reaching for the gun. It has come out a little bit from under the cake and all the hubbub. Yeah. Um, but who would stop her but Mr. Grant? Mr. Grant himself. Uh, stops her from grabbing the gun. And uh, she she says, this is your fault. It's your children. Uh, and then Mr. Grant interrupts. And he says, Here it comes. Mrs. Mrs. Dubrow? Have you tried the cake? And he takes a big handful of that cake and splats it right on her face. Yep, here it comes. Come on. Give it to me. And I'd like to talk about a hook. There it is! (laughs) Um... I mean, yeah, the connection's clear. Like, the way the the yellow stain on Mr. Grant's uh, shirt that we know as egg is even, like... It's it's like a similar color palette to when they have a a slight food fight in in the film Hook. Yeah. Yes. Um, It's very visually evocative of Hook, is what I would say. Extremely. Because, I mean... To the point where I might even bring up Hook if if Hook wasn't the subject of this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I... I can't remember the last time I watched Hook. Uh, And I have to say I forgot it was so long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's a long movie. That is my chief. I I like Hook overall, but I extremely think it is too long. Um, I kind of, I kind of, oh, I'm robot-y. I bet I'm robot-y right now because I got uh, red. I'll just you make correct. my correct. <laughs> I'll just make my point because I know the listener can hear me, assuming we're not using Craig right now. Um, hook's too long, and I think specifically the part that is too long is uh, the non-Neverland stuff. I think you could, I think you could cut the pre-Neverland stuff in the movie in half, and uh, you wouldn't be losing anything. Andrew, you talk now. I I have to agree because they take a long time to get to Neverland. 
They really and do. when they do, I feel like that's when the movie, to use your phrase from earlier, pops. Like, the movie knows mm. this is what the people want to see, is Neverland. Yeah. And the Neverland and, stuff is great. Yeah, do, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've read this. I read this myself, um, that even apparently in a much later interview, uh, Steven Spielberg had said he thought the Neverland stuff was the worst parts. Yeah, I did see that interview. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> He's a fool. Yeah. The Neverland and stuff I, is the only worthwhile part of the film, if you ask me. I, I also wonder when that interview was, because I, I remember part of that quote, uh, he seemed to attribute that he would do all of Neverland in CGI. And I have to wonder if it was in the Ready Player One interviews. Oh, yeah, maybe. And he was trying to talk up CGI or something. Yeah, I could so see Let me that. tell you, that's now that's a bad movie. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine Hook where it's all CGI in Neverland? Yeah, it's called Pan. It came out like three <laughs> years ago. I didn't see Pan. Famously, Hook is the only version of the Peter Pan story that I've ever experienced. That's, I mean, you're you're correct. <laughs> um, hey, there's three moons in Neverland. What's up with that? So, uh, Neverland is weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? So, you? I think, ah, did I read the book? I was. I brought this up while I was watching Hook earlier today, and Casey said she was going to check the book. Because okay, so the thing about Neverland is that it is like, it's not real. Like it's just children's imaginations or something. Okay. But it, it, it is. It's it's not exactly physical, but it is powerful. You know. Yeah, because like when, but the, when you're in Neverland. You, your your body is cannot be perceived by humans on regular Earth, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. you're so, fully I mean, in Neverland. Yeah, the, it, there is, like, a magical element to it, but it's definitely, like, children's imagination is what powers and runs it. Okay, so it's a, it's another dimension, though, essentially. Yeah, something like that. Okay. The Because the, the other thing about, I remember, did I read See, the book? I, was I cannot in, remember if I read the book. But the 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 thing that I remember about the source material, if if I didn't read the book, I definitely read a lot about it, is that the way that the pirates and the Lost Boys interacted was that they both knew it was a game. Interesting. Like they they knew, you know, one day, you know, one of them would take the beaches, and then the next day, the others would take it back. I mean. Not to jump ahead of ourselves, but was it a game to Rufio? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I had forgotten that that happens to him, and I think that's <laughs> yeah. really bad. Like, really unnecessary. Yeah, poor Zuko, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it, it paves the way for Thudbutt to become the leader, which I, 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 I love Thudbutt. Thudbutt's that's great. That's pretty rad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i for some reason i had always assumed that neverland was a situation like um not to reference uh, famous transphobes work but i thought it was a hogwarts situation where uh mm. it's a place on earth but you have to you have to be, have like a kid imagination to be able to find it that's um hmm, that's odd <laughs> and then my and then the th- the three moons was worked into my theory to be like oh earth has three moons but like two of them are behind some kind of filter so only the kids can see it that's pretty i like your theories but no i i think uh neverland is just very much like an imagination thing 
Okay, so how come the uh, pirates get to be immortal, but also adults? But if you're a kid, you can only you have to stay a kid to be immortal. Well, <laughs> I think the idea is that when you're in Neverland, you just don't age. So I think the pirates just got there when they were older. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's kind of that was kind of the trick with with in this film. The idea is that Peter Pan kept coming back to visit Wendy and then one yeah. time he just stayed. Yeah. You know? ah, there's a lot of weird ideas in Peter Pan, that's for sure. <laughs> that's very true. Um, and, and, um I mean the the book also really doesn't shy away from the fact that Peter Pan's like a little bit of a shithead. Okay. I I guess this, I guess we're using strong language now. I guess that's oh. like a change on the show. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Hook is good though. Yeah. Rufio's yeah. great. Thudbutt's great. Shmee, come on! Are you kidding me? Oh my god, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins and another spellbinding performance. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. Bob Hoskins ever not knock it out of the park? Didn't you just watch Mirror Mirror? No. Oh, I thought you just watched that. I started to watch it with Casey, but then I took a bath instead. He plays one of the seven dwarfs. Oh, you, you don't think he's good in it? And um, it's so I t- t- look, he he was at the end of his acting career. <laughs> You're just getting serious. He 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 had it. Um, you know, he had like an illness where it was difficult for him to continue acting. Oh, he had Parkinson's. Yeah. So I I don't know if if that was, um, you know, casting him might have been just, uh, you know, they just got him in there. Also, it's you're not. It's I don't think it's Mirror Mirror you're thinking of. I think it's Snow oh, White it's the, the other Huntsman. One. Yeah. No. I'm looking at Bob Hoskins Wikipedia right now, and it says Snow White and the Huntsman. No fucking way. <laughs> Wait, who's in Mirror Mirror then? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Someone is in Mirror Mirror. Um, Julia and Roberts. Like, how did? They, yeah, that, I was like, how did they get Julia Roberts as Doc? <laughs> that'd be funny talk about julia roberts she's in this movie she's in, she's friggin tink yeah tinkerbell um she's great in it mm-hmm. i i like i the... said to, i said to casey while i was watching i am uh i, I wish that uh, julia roberts had lesbian hair in more movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she <laughs> i think this was um this this look for tinkerbell shocked people because they were uh, used to the because the it was two nineties. Hmm? It was two nineties. It was very nineties. <laughs> the literal pixie cut on a pixie. Yeah, uh, I don't. I can't conjure up to mind uh, what the hair looks like on the Disney version of Tinkerbell. If I'm being honest, uh, blonde and I think in some kind of uh, up in a bun or something. I'm gonna Google Disney Tinkerbell. Okay. Now is that Peter Pan good? Um, no, <laughs> for racism reasons. Oh, I, 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 I'm unfamiliar. I haven't seen it. Their Sorry. portrayal of um, Native American peoples is uh, not good. Oh, oh, that sucks. I'm because, seeing Tinkerbell's hair now. Yeah. I mean, that's that fucking sucks. Hey, Disney, go eat shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, their portrayal's bad, but it's also like. I think some of that's in the source material. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 
that's why there was a lot of criticism around the pan that I mentioned from a few years ago because um, Rooney Mara played Tiger Lily. Oof, that's a yikes. That's a yikes Yeah, yeah. Hook um, does a really good job of getting around it because they just mentioned Tiger Lily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a better way to do it, it seems. Yeah, they don't have any of the, uh, you know, Native American portrayals on on uh, on on the film. I mean, I had no idea that was part of it. So, uh, sure. yeah, I mean, that comes with not having <laughs> interacted with... with Peter Pan, except for exactly. Hook. Yeah. Um, all right. How come? Hey, uh, how come she hmm. made Peter go to America? <laughs> She made Peter go to Wendy, America. Wendy, how oh, come you know, she was like, I gotta adopt this kid out to America? How come she didn't just keep him in England? Oh, you know, that's interesting because, hmm, I didn't take it that way. What do you but mean? I don't know how I took it at this <laughs> yeah. point. I thought there was a weird implication that um, he was in love with her granddaughter, so she was like, just stay. I thought she just like stayed, he stayed with her. Well, no, because he always said that she helped me get adopted by my American parents. Hmm. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, he was in love with her granddaughter. That we know yeah. that much for sure. There's, there's he a lot that happens. Her. Yeah, there's a lot that happens in that first in the pre Neverland <laughs> parts that I really, you know, they're really explaining a lot of stuff that they don't they they set up to have to explain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Like it, like him being a businessman is like, you know, how did this happen? And it's like, oh, he runs part of the business of Wendy's philanthropic hospital efforts. Yeah. And it's like, well, that we didn't. Why? <laughs> like, you just set yourself up for that. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The the pre the pre Neverland parts are not great. It has to be said. Mm-hmm. But uh, bangerang, once they get to Neverland. Um, I didn't notice uh, until this watch that they had, like, Shmi graffiti on their half pipe in the Lost Boys-like area. And that's that's very funny to me. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like, um, I like, Bob Hoskins' Shmi is so good. Because so good. the way that he, he hypes up all of the pirates for the appearance of Hook. Yeah. And he's telling jokes. And when he, I can't remember, he tells one that they don't get. And he's just like, come on. And he tells <laughs> yeah. another one and they get it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, we, don't, we don't deserve a, sh- a shmi that good. No, we don't. Um, when, they, when Hook shoots the little toy boat in his room mm-hmm. and it catches on fire, mm-hmm. does that mean there was gunpowder on the boat itself? Oh, that's an interesting thought. Because I feel like it wouldn't catch on fire if you just shot it. It would just have, like, holes in it. Yeah, maybe there was. Maybe it was a an exact miniature where it had <laughs> yeah. miniature it had barrels armaments. of gunpowder. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All right. <laughs> Asked and answered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even the hook tech is cool, right? Yeah. Oh, here's a question that I wanted to ask about the film. Mm-hmm. So, at the start of the film, when uh, Robin Williams goes to do the charity of, or the, you know, the award ceremony or whatever for Wendy, um, I teared up during that part, but I don't know why. <laughs> oh, all the people stood up because yeah, Wendy it got to them. me. Yeah. yeah, 
I did, but I just remember mostly not liking this part of the movie, so I was surprised when it made me cry. Anyway, I, I, I think because that speech, he is kind of so cynical and um, businesslike, and he's like, oh, you know, I was an orphan and she helped me, and oh, you know, if anyone wants to stand up, and they all stand up, it's so, it, it, it it's, kind of felt to me, you know, like like um, their way of doing, you know, clap if you believe in fairies or whatever. Oh, yeah, maybe. Because everyone's, like, standing, like, it's kind of like a, I don't know, It's it feels like audience participation, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. And then if people want, they can stand up in the theater. Yeah, if you're an orphan. <laughs> if you want, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so while he's there, he before he leaves, he makes sure to lock the window because he's, like, afraid of heights and he, he, he doesn't want uh, Jack or... Uh, Maggie, Maggie to fall out the window um, mm-hmm. and then so he locks it and the little lock on the window like looks like hook it looks like a hook hand you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then when hook comes to steal them it's not like he like sticks a credit card in there or anything and it's not like that would have controls on the outside of the window so is the implication that he has some sort of telepathic link with the lock because it's shaped like a hook. Like, how does he open it? Oh, I thought, weren't the windows broken or something? Well, we see, no, we see the hook just like magically turn and then it Uh. cuts to Peter at the thing. And then when it cuts back, yes, the windows are broken and the walls are like scratched up and everything as if someone was like dragging a hook along the walls. But before that, we see that carnage. We do see the hook, the hook lock, just like magically open. Yeah. So does Hook I'm, have like hook magic, where he can affect anything that looks like a hook? I I don't think that's quite it. I think maybe there is just <laughs> um, latent magic around someone when they come back from Neverland. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't I, know. I, I still think it's hook te- hook based telepathy. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to ask if maybe that was somehow Peter had stolen one of the hooks, and that became that. Oh. Because then no. I'd be more more apt to believe your telepathic hook theory. <laughs> because, because it used to belong to him? <laughs> yeah, he, he was bonded with it. It was his baby hook. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's right. When Peter cut off his hand, he was still a baby. <laughs> yeah. It was just a small hook. It was and it up. grew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Do you I'm have anything else the, to say about Hook? For the opposite version, where Hook is a robot, and then Peter cuts off his hand, hand, and he gets a human hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. That that'd be a fun twist. <laughs> maybe that can everything. be. Uh, isn't there? Maybe that. Maybe like in the in the video game Stray, they'll do jokes like that. Because it's robot world, you know. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, you play as a cat stuck in a robot world. Oh, I saw an image of that. Yeah. Maybe at one point you like you pass a window and inside you see someone watching Robot Hook, <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's that concept you described. Yeah, I'd like that. Apparently, uh, hit us up. We got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back into the minute. Okay. Um, Mrs. Dubrow says to Dubrow, Mr. Grant, Gurker, mm-hmm. Gurker, Grant. Um, <laughs> she says to him, "You're no, fired." No, that's it's Grant. 
Sorry, she says to him, you're fired. And she says, you better go back to your fucking house and burn up every resume, you little bitch, because you ain't never working in the hotel business again. Yeah, she gets the one F-bomb. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. This was a PG-13 movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she says, burn your resume. <laughs> she does say that. That was not, I did not make up that part. Yeah, and she says, because you're never going to work in the hotel business again. He walks away. He kind of makes a face and he walks away. And she she is still trying to yell at him. Mm-hmm. And she, she says, um, you know, like, don't walk away. I'm still firing you. And as she says that, she reaches back, grabs a piece of the cake, mm-hmm. and is going to throw it at him. But instead hits One Lionel Spalding. One Mr. Lionel Spalding. Uh, and it's square on his face. Her, her, yeah. So I, I'd have Com- to assume either she would never have hit Mr. Grant or it just would have gone wide, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, feel- I think it would have just hit the floor if, if Lionel Spalding hadn't been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he it completely covers both lenses of his glasses, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has to take off the glasses yeah. to see. This is like classic pie in the face humor. I mean, it's a cake, but it's the same uh, idea. Yeah, well, it's a cake in the sense that we're told it's a cake. What we're yeah. seeing is pink goo. Yeah, it is just straight up pink goo. Yeah, like maybe. Do you think it's like whipped cream? No, maybe. No. You think it's like a custom? I mixture? think it's like a kind of custardy thing. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so then he takes off his glasses and he says, "Mrs. Dubrow, I'm Lionel Spaulding from the Lamont Traveler Association." Yeah. And the big Mrs. reveal. Dubrow, yeah, Mrs. Dubrow has a look on her face that like she can't even believe what she's hearing. Or maybe like a moose. That's the look on her face. No, I think it's like a moose. The the cake. <laughs> I thought you were saying Mrs. Dubrow had a face like her face. She looked like a moose. <laughs> no. I thought maybe you were trying to say something like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> no, sorry. I was just reviewing the cake footage. And I, 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 I am now, in fact, pretty confident that it is a moose. Hey, uh, can we can we review the cake footage? There's <laughs> uh, the Zabruder film of our time. Yeah, there's the Zabruder film of our time. Uh, and... Then he he gets out one, well, most of a word before the minute is over. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. And that's that's it. I, I have to imagine that he's going to give her that six star, right? This is this proved it. <laughs> yeah. He saw how dedicated she is to the hotel. Yeah, to killing an animal that broke into her hotel. <laughs> that's the kind of dedication he likes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, hey, do you want to reveal? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Next week, for minute 79. 79. We're going to be watching. Feeling a fine. Little, yep. We're going to be watching a little, a little movie by the name of The Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Oh, that's right. You you had I I I don't know why I thought we did that one. My brain was going, didn't we do that one? But no, you had prepped me. You yes. said at some point we will be doing Mighty Ducks, and we will be having Lilith from Ghost Puncher Core on as a guest for that episode. So look forward to that, everybody. Uh, all right. So I do some other podcasts. I don't know if you've heard about this. What the hell? You do other podcasts? 
I have one called Nothing New, a remake podcast that I do every month with Justin Kizon, and every month we talk about film remakes. What the uh, hell? And we we got we got a big one coming up. We did Valley Girl. You're gonna I think do I a huge one soon. Yeah, we're gonna do a huge one. <laughs> uh, but our last month was Valley Girl, which got remade, and then that remake was pushed back, and then they finally released it, and we a saw good, it a good two years after I saw it at a test screen. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so go check that out, benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. And the other show that I do is called It's On My List. Because your kiss, your kiss <laughs> is on my list. You can find that at itsonmylistpod.com. That's every month me and a group of friends get together to talk about movies that people say you should see or that we think they should see. Um, we just did Amadeus, which I had never seen. Oh, I like that movie quite a bit. Well, you'll have to listen to get my opinion on it okay uh but i'll i'll tell you most people well it was a it was oddly it was three three had seen it and two hadn't oh which a full is house. Uh, yeah it was a <laughs> it was very interesting to to hear the perspectives of people who who had seen it like when it came out and all that business so yeah and and uh one of you know one of my co-hosts uh she's you know had gotten into music and cites that movie is like showing how, you know, like uh, Mo- Mozart was cool or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Mozart liked to fuck and fart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, check that out. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at very cool. Emily. I stream on Twitch. Sometimes you just go to dietcoke.cool. Um, I have some other podcasts. One is called Go Go Godzilla, which I do with uh, Justin Kieslon and Victor Perfecto. It's about Gordzilla. Um, there's the, some some yeah some farmer who like grew an award winning like a record setting large gourd called it Gordzilla, right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> they better have. They better have. Excuse me. I I um, think maybe that was um maybe they used that pun in that show. Um, what was that show called where it was about p- uh, pumpkin launching? Excuse me? There was a show like on A&E or something where it was about a competition, like an actual this is a thing that people do in real life not made up for the TV show mm-hmm. where they take pumpkins and like launch them out of catapults and see how far they go or whatever. Interesting. I've never yeah. heard of that practice. Uh, it just sounds... Um, like a lot of work <laughs> yeah yeah i believe that um anyway i also do the big match minute with uh lily ghost puncher uh it's we do a minute by minute breakdown like like on this podcast but we do it for wrestling matches um rate and review us on uh wherever you want you give us five stars and you say here's what you'd say in the text hey idiots you need to listen to this show because it will make you smile and it'll make you say hot diggity these two fucking idiots are doing a stupid thing to themselves for my enjoyment and i appreciate that and i'm i'm gonna make sure they know they that they're loved for it goodbye exactly that i love it (laughs) yeah exactly that that is the prompt yeah but and please five stars (laughs) 
<laughs> Please, five stars, yes. Universal might cancel us if we don't get enough five-star reviews. Yeah, <laughs> it's rude to give your podcast less than five stars because they might get canceled by Universal. That, that, and that wraps it up. Uh, yeah, we have a Patreon, too, or whatever. <laughs> oh, whatever. Patreon, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah, go to the YouTube. It's all a link, link in bio, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Remember, Dunstan's spelled with a U. Ever check it out? <laughs> Did you not want to end there? You didn't say the F word. Oh, I forgot to say the F word. Does this spell with a U? Fuck! Now we're checking out. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. (laughs) That's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.